This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Matt Lionetti about humor and the role of comedy in promoting oneself as a realtor and just having a lot of fun. Um, by the way, Matt's YouTube uh, videos, which are not just on YouTube, they're all over, are the very funniest, best realtor videos I've ever seen. We have a link to them in the notes, so please go check them out and you'll see why we're talking to Matt. But before we get to Matt, just a couple of quick reminders. One, please keep telling a friend about the show. If every time you listen to the show, you just told one other person about us, well, gosh, it would uh, be a huge growth, uh, a jump in growth numbers for us, but just tell one person. We really, really appreciate it. Helps us reach more people and help more people and also helps keep our podcast going, so thanks. And also, leave us a review if you have a moment. Um, whatever system you might be listening to, this episode on, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play or, or Spotify or wherever, please let us know what you think about the show. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. But enough about me. Let's get to the main event, my interview with Matt Lionetti. So today on the show, we have Matt Lionetti from the agency in Toronto, Canada. Now, Matt is a real estate agent and content creator with the agency in Toronto. Matt has built his brand on funny, clever, and sometimes polarizing content that whether you like it or not, demands your attention. Now, earning millions of organic views on social media, his unconventional approach has landed him on some of the biggest stages, speaking with Ryan Serhant, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Tom Ferry. Uh, Matt has forged his own path and become a fan favorite among agents and clients alike. Everyone, please go to Matt's website, which is mattlionetti.com, and that is M-A-T-T-L-I-O-N-E. TTI.com. Also, there's a link to that here in our show notes. And uh, before I, I just bring on Matt, I want to let you know how we got introduced to him. So we um, are subscribers of this amazing service called Coffee and Contracts, which is in conjunction with uh, the Broke Agent, which probably all of our listeners follow the Broke Agent on Instagram uh, and, and Facebook. 
if you don't do, um, a coffee and contracts is, is, a, is, is in one of their little uh, side businesses. And they sent out something uh, with one of Matt's videos, which I had not been familiar with Matt prior to, where it was a uh, Matt sort of uh, doing a parody or a satire of, uh, of a, Chris, a Hallmark Christmas movie, which uh, I'm sure all of our listeners uh, know about these. And uh, then using that as, you know, a showing uh, that a realtor would be going through. And it is it is just brilliantly done. And we immediately, um, my uh, producer and I were like, we got to book this guy. So we are so thrilled to have Matt on the show. So Matt, welcome. Thank you so much. What a what an introduction. I haven't had an introduction like that before. That's fantastic. <laughs> we, and by the way, Matt also hosts a podcast. So I, I almost forgot to mention that. So Matt is a co-host of a, a really great show um, called Over Ask, which is uh, The Broke Agent. Uh, also, you know, they have this show and Matt hosts it with, with the owner of The Broke Agent. And, um, and, and you know, so every, and by the way, the link to that, so everyone should subscribe to Over Ask. That is also in our show notes. So please subscribe there and check out their show. But Matt, um, tell us a little bit about why real estate or how you got into real estate? Yeah. So before this, I was a touring musician um, and I toured right out of high school for years. Wow. And um, it just got so, I always said like when it stops being fun, I should maybe take a step back because it was such a huge passion of mine for so many years. And I was hired to, you know, go on tour with different artists and record for different artists. And I also taught music and, you know, for a musician, it was, I was making a living, um, which a lot of musicians don't. So at least yeah. I had that, but then, um, at the same time I was watching like million dollar listing a lot. And, sure. uh, we were, I remember my wife, my, my then girlfriend, now wife was, we're on vacation in Florida and we were in a, I remember the exact moment I knew I was going to get into real estate. We were in a cab and our cab driver was, was bringing us through and telling us about all his investment properties. And this is like when I was big on a uh, million dollar listing and Ryan Serhant in sure. particular. And uh, right in that cab ride, I was like, I think I want to stop playing music and try real estate and like settle down a bit. I don't have to travel all the time and do that stuff. And like, you know, go play a show for $200, like sure. seven hours away and maybe get paid, maybe not that type of thing. So when we got back from the, uh, the vacation, I started my courses and, now I'm here. That was like five, was six years ago. I've been a, an agent for five years now. Wow. And, you know, when did you start? So, you, so really, you know, music is your background. And, um, but also if you watch Matt's videos, he is an incredibly funny writer. Um, and was comedy always a part of your life? I know music is, if you're watching us, you can see Matt has some, some albums uh, on display, but he was a touring musician. Oh, by the way, before I ask about comedy, what, what instrument did you play? I was a uh, guitar. So I taught every instrument like at, at the music school I taught at, cause I played drums and, and bass and guitar and piano and stuff, but guitar was my main instrument. And uh, yeah, that's where I, what I got hired for. Yeah. And so you would tour, did you have one particular band or were you a guy that, that would go on tour when, when other bands needed, needed guitar players? Yeah. So at first I was, had my own band and we tried our thing. And then after that ended, it was just kind of, yeah, just go play with whoever would hire me. That's awesome. And then, so how did, how did you start making 
funny videos because I could, I would love to sit and talk to you about how you grew your business when you started without having a real estate really background. But I really want to know about the comedy side of it because it is so unique and refreshing. And, and the broke agent is, is like a perfect sort of obvious partner for, for you with, with uh, your podcast um, because, of course, that's what they do as well. But there aren't many other players in that space. At least I haven't found many. And there's a lot of agents that maybe try to do try to be funny and whether yeah. they succeed or not is, is, you know, another, uh, another question, but, but you do succeed. Um, so how did you, first of all, were you always a fan of comedy? Yeah. Always a fan. So like my dad is an a hilarious person and we would like, we, I remember so many weekends, we would just stay in together and he would show me Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, yeah, sure. like the, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, like sure. the, the big, huge you know stand-up comics and then we would always watch movies and it was we both gravitated towards comedy movies so you know i grew up watching like you know john ritter and like super sure. like you know that kind of like problem child and caddyshack sure. and back to school so like always like i just loved comedy but i never did anything with it like i've, I've never acted before these videos i've never never wrote like a comedy skit before this but it was just something that i loved so much always like i was always such a fan of comedy i was a bit of like a class clown um and it just kind of like when i got into real estate i was like i you know i got into it because i thought i had a good personality and i thought that's what i could really hang my hat on and sure. uh, for the first three years of real estate i ironically lost all my personality because i was trying to be something else so um i didn't start the video till about two years ago and that's when everything started taking off for me before that i was doing nothing it was terrible so um yeah the comedy's always it's been a big part of my life not really you know it wasn't like i saw it and then i pursued a career in stand-up comedy or acting or anything but i've just always been such a fan and and really appreciated um the art of comedy and and let's talk about about the vid some of the videos that you've put together because they are amazing. Um, I've only seen them on YouTube. I imagine they're all over Facebook and Instagram and, and other social, uh, social media outlets. Um, but talk a little bit about some of your, your videos, um, and the response that you've received and, and how has this helped grow your business as an individual agent? Yeah. So, um, the response has been mainly great, which I didn't know what to expect at first, because when you try something new, a lot of the times, and I do get this, you know, people don't like it. They don't want anything that's different from what everyone else is doing. And I really kind of niche down. So I'll swear a lot in the videos. I, I really don't have any yeah. boundaries uh, anymore when it comes to that. Um, some people get offended by that. It's never my intent to offend anyone. I sure. The way I grew up, swearing wasn't an issue. Like it's not offensive or anything. So I didn't think it was going to be a big issue, but that's mainly <clears throat> people say like, oh, you're making like a, a mockery or you're giving, you know, agents a bad reputation. And I was like, I don't know if you guys are aware, but like, we're not, we don't got the best fucking reputation to begin with, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. And then as soon as I, it's so funny. Cause as soon as I niche down on the marketing, yeah, my whole business got broader and you would think the opposite, but when you niche down and really focus on a specific thing, you get those people and the people who don't like you, the people who do like you 10 times more because those other people don't. 
And I've just, yeah, I've just really niched down. And that's like anything, anyone will tell you that in any business now, niche down, find something to focus on. And then you're going to attract those, you know, like-minded people and you can be on your way. So that that's, it's a really good piece of advice is don't try to be all things to all, all clients or all potential clients, because the people that like you who in particular are finding your content on social, you know, they're following you on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, TikTok. Um, you really don't need uh, hundreds of thousands of followers to be a successful real estate agent making content, but you need to have a core group of people that like what you do. And you're right. There is a little bit of a, like, I feel like I'm in the club now that likes your work. And part of me is like, well, I, I just know that his quality of, of content is comedy is really strong. So, and I, and if someone else were to say, oh, I don't think that's appropriate for a real estate agent, which nobody's ever said that to me, but if anyone did, I'd be like, oh no, that's, I, that's why I like him because I like that. He's it quality is always king. Right. And so your qual, your quality control is really strong. Um, the, the videos are amazing. The, the level of production is solid. The music, of course, I imagine you do a lot with the music because you, that's your background, but, um, you're absolutely right about not needing everyone to like you. And, and even, as I know, sometimes your, your content could be considered polarizing, but it's, it's never, I, I, to me, it's not polarizing at all. I just think it's funny. And I think, boy, I'd love to hire a realtor like that because it really shows, um, your level of, of just sort of creativity. It's, it's whether you find it funny or not, it's incredibly professional. I don't know who wouldn't find it funny, but, but I think that's something that agents oftentimes are just afraid to do in particular, the funny thing, right? I think agents struggle enough with like, if I'm I'm going to put a Facebook live video out today. Is it okay if I just turn my phone around my makeup, if I'm a wolf, you know, or if somebody who wears makeup, their makeup isn't right, or their hair isn't right, or they just woke up and they don't look their, their best. Um, they might feel some trepidation about even pushing that record button. Uh, so I know agents struggle to even figure out how to present themselves on social as they are much less write like a funny sketch, but the reality of it is, is everybody likes comedy, right? Like you would, you'd almost think there was more of it in this industry. Um, because why not? Yeah. And And it's such a shit show. It's a shit show of an industry. Like there's so much to make fun of, like state, the things that happen to real estate agents are crazy. Totally crazy. Um, and, and I'm just curious on, you know, as, as our audience oftentimes writes in and asks us questions about, Hey, um, you know, how much should I be promoting on social? And it's not like you're creating sketches daily, right? Like the, the, how much time does it take? Like, for example, the, the hallmark sort of, uh, movie parody that you did, which was I don't know, maybe that was 90 seconds uh, or maybe two minutes total of, of content. How long, how much time did you put into producing, you know, shooting it? Like what was the overall time commitment there? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, so I do two types of videos. I do like stuff that I record myself just from, I have a camera and do that, but I have a production team who does the kind of more in-depth stuff like that uh, Hallmark video or Hallmat as I called it. Um, That, 
I'm, I don't like to be on location filming for a long time. So we are so prepared before we go in. So I'll write the script and the script just, you know, as I'm, I, I give myself a deadline for, I need it done by here, but then I have a zoom meeting with my video crew for one hour and we storyboard the entire thing. That way I know, okay, we're going to be there for this amount of time. We're shooting these scenes here, here, and here. So there's no him and Han when we get there. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I know exactly what room I'm going to be in. I know exactly what outfit I'm going to be in. So that video took about two hours to film um, wow. all in. Because uh, we're just, and, and my guys even know, I even tell them we scout the place or I'll take a picture of the place that we're filming and they'll know before they go in where they're going to set up the lights, everything. So like, cause I tell them I'm, I'm not being on set for fucking six hours, man. I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio, right? I have right. shit to do. So like, right. um, so we, we, we try and be as productive as possible and I love doing it, but like, I don't know, to me, it's always been like, I want to hit it when there's that, that like, I don't want to be overworked on a set to the point where like, I'm not producing or I'm not acting my best on screen because I'm just not really stoked about it anymore. Cause I've been there for seven hours. Yeah. Right. You know? So I try and like strike like, Oh yeah, this is good. Okay. Let's go. And like, I, I want to be there and like hopped up and I've rehearsed my lines, like mainly in the shower. Like I'll, I'll just rehearse the sure. lines, make sure I know everything and how I want them delivered. And uh, you know, it's like, I'm done in one or two takes. Like, it's not like, I don't think much about it. And that's why I think, I think people sometimes they overthink and overthink and they do it 20 times. And really they should have just kept the first or second take because that fire was still in them that they wanted to do it by the 19th, 20th take, you know, it's not really there anymore. They're not, they're not convicting the way they want to anymore. And that like, you know, how they want to project their, whatever they're trying to project. So, um, yeah, I really don't overthink it. And I think that's the best way to do it. And how quickly when you started making videos, did you start getting a reaction where you knew how these were landing with, with your, you know, prospective audience? Like, um, did it take, you know, was it, you know, you made one video and it just sort of took off or was it, you know, a, a slower process? Yeah. So the first one, I think because in the real estate comedy space, there's really not much going on for video. So pretty much the first one, I had a listing. I did a video. It got picked up by a couple of meme places right away. I sold that listing in like seven hours, um, wow. with three offers and two of the offers came from the video. Um, and this was, you know, after I was on two teams prior to this, um, I left the last team to go solo. And it was really like my last, uh, my last chance. I, I wasn't having success. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I might leave the industry. Like it just wasn't working for me. I had, I had these ideas since I got into the industry, everyone told me, no, you can't do that. It's not professional. So when I went solo, I was like, you know what, I need, I need to try something. So I just, I just figured like I was, I was him and Han so much about it. Like, you know, should I do it? Should I not? Oh, if I, how's this going to look on my brand? If I, if I do something funny, they're not going to like my brand. And then it all clicked one day. And I was like, I'm being so precious about a brand that I don't have. Nobody <laughs> knows who I, who I am. So like, right. the thing is, is I could post the video and it could potentially do amazing or I could post it and, you know, people may not like it, but I could also not post it and just have a lot of the same. 
which was nothing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to post this shit. And right away, it was like the most engagement I had ever gotten on a post. So then that was enough for me. It didn't necessarily like start bringing in a bunch of business right away, but I had nothing, nothing was sticking. So at very least I was getting some traction on social media. So I, once that happened, I was like, okay, I think there's something here. And I just, I just took the journey down that road and, and saw what I could get away with. And as it's um, progressing and getting growing, there's like, you know, taking more risks and I'm on that line. Should he say that? Should he not say that? I like to be there. I think comedy should be there, um, especially in a professional setting. I think that's very funny um, to say something so shocking because a lot of the times I try and say what people want to say, um, but would never say. Yeah, it makes sense. And and so, but even in your first video, you ended up just from that alone. This wasn't a referral. This was just someone saw the video and then, and then basically hired you. Yeah. So the, the, um, well, there's, I did the first video and then two offers came from that video. Um, wow. so I sold the house in the day, in the first, uh, day. And then it wasn't until my Freddie Mercury video. So that was August, 2019 that I did my first video. And then I was, you know, chugging along for a couple months. And then it wasn't until February, 2020 that I filmed the Freddie Mercury video. And that's the one that I changed my entire career. So that's the one that got, uh, Ryan Serhant to reach out. Uh, like he commented and stuff. He called me, said he loved the videos, like shit like that. Uh, and that's when things started to like, people started to notice and I started getting business from it. And I almost didn't post that video. What, why is that? I just thought it was too dumb. <laughs> I was just walking around <laughs> dressed like Freddie Mercury at Live Aid in someone's fucking house. That's the, I didn't yeah, know. <laughs> if you haven't, we'll, we'll post a link to that video, but if you haven't seen it, uh, Matt looks like 1985, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Freddie Mercury, uh, doing live aid, which, which is an amazing, uh, concert in and of itself, but he is absolutely just, he's, he's nailed that look. <laughs> um, and it's just a brilliant, a brilliant video. So how much, um, how much time, uh, do you spend, um, like, do you have a certain amount of a goal where you try to put out a certain amount of content, um, you know, every month, or is it just kind of when inspiration strikes or, you know, how do you decide how much time to put in? Yeah. So I have a bunch of like, uh, ideas in my notepad on my phone. So I kind of know what I'm doing next. Um, I'm not so into the, like, I love Gary V. Um, but he's really into like post five times a day, six times a yeah. day. I don't, that's not for me. That does work for some people, but for me, for what I'm doing, I'm, I'd prefer more quality over quantity. So I only want to release something that I am 100% like happy with. So, so that means sometimes I might miss a week of a video if I just don't think it's there yet. Um, and it's not because like, you know, there, there has to be a fine line there with like, you know, never posting anything. And then I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I know when to be like, okay, this is good. Um, but if it's just not there and it's not up to my standard, um, then I'll just take a week off. So I, I have a lot of friends who bulk record in the real estate space. And I think that's super beneficial. They'll do, they'll take one day out of a month and record, you know, seven to 10 videos. 
and they have content for the next couple weeks or months, which, which is awesome. I don't do that. Um, and Eric, the broke agent doesn't do that because we try and hit on current events as well. So we want to like stay, um, cause we take a lot from pop culture and stuff like that. And we want to bring that in to the real estate space. So I try and like s- stick on what's relevant and I want to add that into my videos weekly. Um, so, but it, it really doesn't take like as long as people would think, like, especially I do a lot of these car rants where I just like talk about shit. And those are some of my best performing videos. Like the one I just posted last week got like 365,000 views or some shit in my car. It took 15 seconds. Like that's it. And people don't realize that like that selfie style is super relatable. It doesn't have to be a high quality video. As long as the, the content is there, you could produce a $20,000 video, but if, if the actual idea and content isn't right no one's gonna care so yeah like do whatever talk about anything and like that's what people i think fail to understand like people are more interested in you than you might think and that 15 seconds it took me in my car that day i actually got a lead from it too they're coming uh in april from australia and they're using me as their realtor looking for a pretty well-priced home too we should also mention just for anyone thinking, well, Matt, maybe, you know, maybe his clients, because he uses comedy, maybe he doesn't attract, you know, super high net worth clients who would expect their broker to be more professional and, and you know, not as silly and trying, you know, not trying to, to make people laugh. But Matt works in one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. He is in Toronto, which is the equivalent for here in the United States of like, it's probably, it's more expensive actually than San Francisco and New York, or it's certainly right up there, but it's usually more expensive. And so this is not a place where, you know, young people are, you know, buying their first condo for you know, $300,000. This, this is, this is a very exclusive place to, to work in real estate. And Matt is in a sea of other realtors in his area who are that more professional wearing the suit and projecting that sort of perfect looking image, uh, certainly not incorporating humor into whatever content they might be producing. Um, so that I think in particular is also really interesting that, you know, you have this couple coming from Australia and of course, you know, uh, I don't know much about your, your traditional sort of types of deals that you do, but you work in, in, in a, in a space that is really kind of a high net worth sort of environment. So you are incorporating, you know, being silly and I don't put, there's no pejorative with silly. Silly is awesome. Um, I'm the biggest fan of silly, but, but, but silly, I think is, is a good way to, to, to categorize some of your content, but but that being said, it still attracts business to you. Yeah. Um, which, which is, was that in any way shocking to you? Like, you know, I, you know, you, you, you put it out there and then all of a sudden then, cause then you have to turn on the, I'm the professional, you know, part of you as well and, and, and service that client, but people absolutely want to relate to people. And they, they, I think most people want to be 
considered funny. And most people I think know they're not as funny as somebody who who can really sort of put together, you know, a good video or in your case, a 15 second sort of car thing that maybe uh, also just gets a smile. That's, that's really not always easy to do. So I think people respect quality. And, and you were saying this earlier where quality, not so much on the production side, not, not that you don't have great quality, but it's not really the focus as much as is the content. Um, and, and so people just want to be entertained by quality, right? So whether it's a phone that's been turned around and someone, you know, you're making a, you're in your car going, oh, you're not going to believe what just happened to me or, or whatever. Um, that's as long as it's good quality, 15 seconds, um, people do relate to that and, and they appreciate effort. I've also sort of figured that out. And they also appreciate different type of effort. Like instead of just saying, look at this new home I just listed or look at this new um, you know, rental I just closed or whatever, which is what every other realtor does on social, you're, you're more trying to entertain people without sort of bragging about you know, your actual success. And most agents just do the bragging thing, right? Yeah. It's here's, here's what I just did. And that really separates you from 99% of the other brokers I'm sure in your area. Yeah. It's, um, that's just was never me. I was very sick of seeing the same thing over and over. And, you know, I, I have some nice things and I like nice things and, uh, sure. I just don't understand, you know, showing your Starbucks mug, with your Rolex and your Mercedes steering wheel, like the subtle flex it. Like, I don't like, I just can't comprehend like, okay. So you leased a car. Anyone right. could lease a car. Like, I don't, that's, that doesn't mean like I have a couple of nice watches that, that doesn't mean that I have more money than someone without a nice watch. It right. means that I wanted to be an idiot and buy a nice watch. And the other person didn't like, right. I don't understand the, the like the idea behind that so it's weird but yeah like freddie mercury video got me a 2.5 million dollar buyer last <sighs> year they're both two lawyers <laughs> two fucking lawyers right and who who by the way another profession that doesn't <laughs> yeah. play a lot in the humor space <laughs> yeah exactly so um and i drove them around in my kia my fucking kia forte because <laughs> i don't give a shit about cars either and that's when i think you're a real success you can sell a buyer $2.5 million house from dressing as Freddie Mercury and driving them around in a 2012 Kia Forte. I must be fucking talented as well. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but there's no gate. I was, I was wearing Ramon shirts. Uh, like, you know, there's no, there's nothing, no hide in there. So like, um, yeah, I just never got it. I never got that. And I think people also, you said you were saying they, they appreciate quality, but they also appreciate risk. I think yeah. they really do appreciate risk and I do take risks with the content. And, you know, it's, I was talking to someone way back and he was saying like, I was telling him my, what I wanted in the industry. Cause from I'm, I'm very into uh, like law of attraction and things like that. And I journal every night and I kind of knew this it's weird. It sounds fucking weird, but I kind of have seen, I know this stuff was going to happen because this is what I said I wanted to do the whole time. I wanted to be a big, yeah, I wanted to like create a presence in the industry and I wanted to like maybe, maybe drive the needle a little bit in a different direction and just kind of like, um, also said I was going to speak with Ryan Serhan and I like all this other stuff and just kind of, it's been unfolding. And I was telling him like, I want to be a, a big agent. I don't want to just be like a top producer who he sells a lot of homes and, and that's it. I mean, I was like, I want to be like a global 
agent like like ryan surhan or some of those other people and he was just saying like you know there's just in toronto he was like there's like sixty thousand agents here like and he was saying how are you going to stand he's laughing how are you going to stand out from all them he said say you go to a concert and there's those sixty thousand people there and you how are you going to stand out and get the business how are you going to stand out at that show to get business and he was laughing and i said well i'll be the show and he said, what? I said, well, I'll, I'll be the fucking show. So who, who is everyone's eyes on when they're at the concert on the show? Yeah, the performers. So I'll be the show yeah. and I'll stand out. And maybe I won't, I won't get all the business because people aren't going to like what I do sometimes. And that's fine. But at least I'll, I'll make the noise and get the opportunity to be seen. Because people are trying to please everybody with their content. And they're just, I can't tell fucking agents apart anymore. I, I swear to God, I go to 10 agents pages and I don't know who any of, like, I couldn't tell you the difference between them. And that's, you know, that's fine if you want to, there's tons of people who don't utilize social media and they still crush it with calls and door knocking. And that's fine. But I'm saying if you want to start getting business off social media, like, you got to take a bit of risk and that's not swearing on camera or being funny, but you got to do something a little different um, because you got to create, you got to create the opportunity for yourself to be seen. And the only way to do that is by doing something a little bit different than everyone else. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's through value. Um, I think by, you know, servicing your audience in whatever way that fits with your authentic self. And in your case, it's clear that you, um, I think we're talking about authenticity. And I think when agents stop thinking about how do I please everyone, for example, on social, which is a great sort of example, because we, you know, agents are, of course, they're afraid to, to say something controversial because yeah, they're worried about how their audience might react, but the audience really just wants to be entertained. And and that could be through high quality information. It could be through education. It could be through comedy music. Um, but that's, I think, I think that's what you're talking about is, is finding whatever is authentic to you and being willing to talk about it, whether it's real estate related or maybe not even real estate related, like, you know, whatever passion you might have outside of real estate, that could be your content. Um, and it, it may or may not land with your overall, you know, the majority of your audience, or you'll get feedback and you'll find out if it's a good idea or not, but People do want, we, we are so hungry for authentic communication, you know, and, and so we want to know who the person is. We want to know what they're, what they're about, what they're into. Yeah. Um, and I think that's to me, um, if, if, if all of our listeners and viewers take that away is like, be willing to share who you really are. If you are promoting yourself on social, if you are putting out, you know, content, whether it's written or video or you know, any type of content. Um, I mean, if it's just the email, the, the, the monthly email newsletter that you send out to your, to your sphere of influence that you probably didn't even write, like no one's reading that. Now it's not a bad idea to send something if better than nothing, I guess, but like, why not talk about something that you care about in there? Or, you know, I'm sure those probably drive you nuts too. Just those standard, um, you know, real estate newsletter emails. 
Yeah, I get so many of those too. It's like every one I do a deal with, now I'm on their newsletter. Like, I'm yeah, they just, they just add you. From you. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm on that list, but 100%, like, bring your passions to the forefront. Like, it's great to show accolades, but like, when you're up against three other agents in a listing appointment, so many people hang their hat on their number of sales and stuff like that. And to me, it's so odd because there's only one person in town who has the best amount of sales, the most sales. Yeah. So if you don't have the most, you know, if those people really are analytical and care about the number of sales you do, you better have the most fucking sales. Yeah, right. Say I've done 20 sales. Yeah. Well, if the other person comes in and has done 30 sales, you've now lost everything. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, the thing is, if you show that accolade, I've done 20, you know, I, I've, I've sold 20 homes and it's me and you in this listing appointment. Then there's someone else. Okay. And these sellers, this, I use this analogy all the time. These sellers love horseback riding. Okay. I sell 20 homes. You sell 30 homes. This other person sells five homes, but they fucking love horseback riding. I, I would say 95% of the time, the horseback rider is going to relate and get the listing. That's just what it is. So, so this is, so what we're talking about is, is putting out content that's authentic to you and whatever your version of horseback riding is in your own personal life as a realtor, whether it's, you know, a, something you do outside of real estate or something that you incorporate into your business. Don't be afraid to share that because you're absolutely right. And I used to own a horse many, many years ago. Um, I was in a relationship with somebody who was a, was a horseback rider and she, she, uh, uh, anyway, she, she did a lot of competitions and things. So, so that's a perfect example because we would we would meet people occasionally that was like, oh yeah, I used to be into horses and I wasn't really a horse person, but I would watch her connect with these other, even though it was a very tiny part of her life, actually. Um, yes, it's, you're right. People want to connect with people who have passion and interest and maybe even the same passions and interest. And comedy is a great one because it's a universally sort of loved uh, experience, right? Most of us you know, there's a lot of endorphins that get released. There's some obvious reasons why we like comedy. It's stress relieving, all of that. Um, but I just love the fact that you're willing to sort of be yourself and authentic and silly. And it's not an act, right? Like, yes, you're you're playing characters and you're writing skits, but um, but that's that's authentic to who you are. That's what you like to do. And as a result, yeah, even in a Ramones t-shirt and you know, a 2012 <laughs> Kia, um, you're closing million, million plus dollar deals because people go, oh. I want to work with that guy. That guy seems fun. And, and then of course you have to make sure that you do a good job, of course, which you do. Um, but that gets, that gets people to go, that guy, that guy's got my interest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're not going to attract maybe the, the person who goes, Oh, I don't want somebody who's that silly. Right. Or that, you know, and that's okay because they probably weren't going to go with you anyway. Right. So the idea of just attracting people who like what you are into, and there's so much business for everyone really. So you can be your authentic self. I mean, maybe if you lived in a tiny little rural community that was more conservative, maybe comedy might not be the, the best idea. But for most of us who live in an area where, you know, it's somewhat uh, densely populated, like there's so much business out there that you could just be yourself. And, you know, as long as you're being responsible, I think. And, um, but you're going to just generate those kind of clients. And then you don't have to be as concerned about your image. I bet that's the biggest freedom that you have is you're just not worried about 
looking a certain way. I mean, you look perfectly fine. You, you're, you're, I, I hope nobody's <laughs> getting this impression that Matt is some sort of slob. Uh, he is not. He is absolutely professional. But you don't really need to uh, make sure that you look a certain way because that's not what your audience wants. Yeah, no, I mean, and sometimes I like dressing up in a suit and doing all that shit, but like, yeah, just do whatever I want to do. And it's just, it's pretty, a, a long time ago, I said, you know, when I'm ready to do like my last, when I'm ready to retire from the business, I'm just going to spend my last year dressing and saying everything that I want to say. I just, you know, push that up like 40 years. So I'm just doing it now instead. So um, yeah, it's been yeah, I just, there's, there's a part that I think you need to, of just like not giving a fuck. Right. And like, I'll go out and someone will be like, you're wearing a leather jacket. That's not professional. Good. I don't give a fuck. You know, what are we doing here then? I don't, Yeah. I like going when I'm in a listing appointment or doing this, like I like being in the situation where like, I want your business and I want your listing, but I don't need it. Right. And that's where I think things turn for a lot of agents, because at first I did need it and I was being so desperate to get it. And yeah. now I can go in more relaxed and be like, listen, I, you know, I, I want to help you. I think I'm the best person for the job, but I don't need this. And when I don't need that, need this listing, it means I'm not going to push you to yeah. sell for a price that maybe isn't the best price for you. Like, you know, we have that luxury and like, you can put that spin on it. And I feel like, and I feel like every agent should feel this way. I don't care who I'm up against in what city, anywhere, I'll win the listing. I, I feel like I'll be able to connect with someone more than other people. And I think everyone should feel that way. I'm not, you know, I think you should have that level of confidence that I can beat anyone in a listing appointment. And I think part of that confidence comes from the willingness to put yourself out there on social uh, in the way that you do, which is like, hey, guys, this is what's in my head. This is what I'm putting on uh, on, on the, you know, on, on the screen. And um, I hope you like it. Um, but but if you don't like it, oh, well, at least you get a, a chuckle. Um, but that enables you to say that you guys know who I am, right? They know yeah. who they're who they're getting. And that it it absolutely works. We all want to work with people that we like. Yeah. Uh, and and you're putting out content where people like your content. And so, yeah, I, I'm a huge, huge fan. It's a great place to wrap up. Um, I would love everybody to do a couple of things. First, I want you to visit Matt's website, which is mattlionetti.com link in the notes. Also, I want you to subscribe to the Overask podcast. Everyone's a fan of Bro the Broke Agent. Um, so just subscribe. It is it is their podcast. Matt's a co-host. And they do all sorts of fun content together as well that they put out on social. Um, but yeah, check out that podcast. Be a subscriber. And then, of course, we would love for everyone out there to help us continue to grow as well. And there's two ways you can do that. One, by telling one other agent about our show, keeping it real. So think of one other agent that you know that could benefit from hearing from producers like Matt, who are really doing unique things that are super cool. And those are the kind of people we interview on our show. Tell them about the show. Send them over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done, I think we have 340 episodes or so now. So all of our episodes are there, or if they're a podcast person, just have them pull up a podcast app, search for keeping it real, hit the subscribe button. And one last thing, please leave us a review. Um, whatever podcast app or distribution system you might be listening to us through or watching us, whether it's YouTube or, or you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, uh, Pandora, 
let us know what you think of the show and that helps us continue to improve. Um, so Matt, on behalf of all of our audience, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, it was, this was great. I love authentic people that take risk. That is you. Um, you're obviously having tremendous success being yourself, which in this industry is not as common as, uh, as probably a lot of people would think. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the courage that you have to do that. And obviously it's working. So even better. Um, so thank you on behalf of our audience for taking time out of your day to, to be on the show. And then on behalf of Matt and myself, I want to thank our audience for sticking with us throughout this entire show. Um, please subscribe to Matt's podcast, uh, over, over ask again, it's in the notes and uh, let him know what you think. Visit his website too. He's got a great website that really gives you some more insight into who he is. And it is a non-traditional realtor <laughs> website, which I love. And it, it, the best possible compliment I could give is that is a non-traditional realtor website. It's awesome. So take a look at it. It's in the show notes. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I loved it. All right, man. Well, thanks guys. We'll see everybody on the next episode.